Hello, friends, and welcome to the Point of Hope podcast. My name is Steve, and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. In today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. Rather than doing a long-form series with multiple episodes, we're going to give you some some condensed content, some one-offs, something for a commute or a, a quick run or something like that. And leading our study today is the senior minister at Point of Hope, Mr. Stephen Gossage. Pastor, welcome. What can you tell us about what we'll be talking about today? Well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate uh, that lovely intro. Um, just wanted to start off with, we have been... Uh, out for the last few months, and we haven't made any episodes on the podcast. As you know, we've had a lot of happenings in our church, yes. especially in our particular family. We end up buying a house and and moving in and packing up, and I just felt like the most important thing was to do that and to continue to pastor. So it's just kind of left some lacking on time, and so we've lacked on the podcast. However, we're ready to hit it fast and furious and yep. make sure that we get a lot of a lot of content because a lot of you out there have been requesting for that. And I really appreciate your followership and your support, uh, gentle listener. But uh, we, we got a, a lot of cool things that we have, just that, like you outlined over the next couple yep. episodes. So I hope you enjoy it. Feel free to reach out to us and let us know more about that. Yeah, it'll be a nice change of pace. You know, today we're going to have uh, some question and answers. Yes. And uh, we're actually going to take questions from the children. Yes. <laughs> this is, this is, I think you're going to like this. Um, just, you know, it's, again, it's something different. We want to be different. We don't want to be pigeonholed in one particular uh, area or way that we deliver uh, our message. We want to be able to reach everybody and it be something to where it's palatable and it's fun to listen to. So, Absolutely. And, you know, one of my passions is uh, is the children's ministry. You know, I yes. serve in the, the preteen Sunday school here. Yes. I lead the All Pro Dads chapter at the children's school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm helping to coach the 5'6 soccer. I mean, I almost spend more time with children yeah, <laughs> than yeah. I, I do with adults. So I thought this would be fun. The children yeah, were excited. Sure. Um you know, full disclosure, I gave them a full range of questions. They could have chosen anything from where did dinosaurs come from to <laughs> is this nonsense I'm seeing about aliens real? But yeah. these, these are the ones we're going with. It likely won't be the same question your children may have. So don't forget, you can always reach us at uh, pohcontent at gmail.com mm-hmm. if you want to submit something for a future episode. So with yes. that, let's just jump right in and uh, let's, do it. let's see what the first child has to say. I like it. Hi, Pastor. My name is Luke, and I have a question. Do we always have to be nice? <laughs> oh, man. Now, for those of you that, that don't know, and many of you don't, uh, Luke is six. so And he's so cute. And so, of course, being nice is, is yes. something that he struggles with in his sure, life. Sure. And, you know, God says in his word that, that we should love and be kind to everyone. Yes. Know, even And that applies to our enemies. Yes, but sometimes it can really be hard yes. to be nice to everyone. You know, if, if you've got a little brother or a little sister who you really do love, but man, sometimes they Certainly. can really be a uh, pain. But, you know, once in a while, even your best friend can say or do something that can really irritate you. And, yes. and there are a few people in the world who have some evil ideas, some selfish My goodness, ideas yes. in their hearts, and they don't care 
who no. they hurt or who they upset. But being nice to people is a good thing to do, especially as a Christian. Right. So when I heard him answer that, I thought, you know, maybe it would help for him to, to help us sort of define what does it mean to be nice, okay. you know? Yeah. So it might include things like being polite, yes. being friendly, yes. being pleasant, being considerate, being helpful. It means that we speak kindly to other people, even when they're unkind to us. That's exactly right. You know, people who know Jesus and have an infilling, uh, they have the Holy Ghost and they right. have his power to help us do these things because we can't do them right. on our own for sure. You know, and in going to the Word in Galatians 5, and 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and boy, meekness. We could do a whole topic sure on that. Uh, temperance, and against such there is no law. You know, once we become Christians by believing in and following Jesus, we start to live that life of repentance. Yes. We're on this journey of salvation. We're seeking to have God's Spirit dwell within us. And, and this transformation in our thought and in our attitude, it, it creates changes yes. in how we live, and it helps us to live a new and better life. Absolutely. And the really cool thing is that people see that. Yes. People notice that and and they can actually we can use that to reach other people mm -hmm. so we have to remember that we're representatives for god uh, as as people around us will watch us and listen to to all that we do and you know if we're honest it can be a struggle not to let the real emotions that we have True. have come through especially if we're upset True. or if we're annoyed yeah we're still human we are still human and the flesh has has control over us Absolutely. in some of these situations yes. you know there's times when we realize we just can't accept everyone's behavior though Right, of course. So, you know, again, going back it's to a good meekness. good caveat, yes. Yeah, meekness does not equal weakness. Weakness, We are right. not called to be a doormat That's exactly to right. anyone. Right. So if, if something is illegal, if something is harmful to others, and especially if something is offensive to God, we don't have to go along with that. That's exactly right. It is okay to take a stand. You're absolutely right. And man, that. that's a tough one right now because this world. <laughs> yeah, I think wokeism is a disease right yes. now in our culture. Absolutely. And, and it's really pressuring us all, even at his age, to accept things as sure. normal. Yes. You know, I heard you say from the, the, the pulpit the other night that you tell your daughter, there's mommy and daddy. Right. There's not two mommies. There's not two daddies. That's right. And you may see that, but we don't have to accept that. That's right. So it's especially hard I, in the world I think today. In, not to interrupt you, but sure. I'm interrupting you. But <laughs> I think at the same time, too, you know, when you consider that other person, you, you don't accept the behavior, but you accept the personage, the the person that's there. I don't... It's It's, you know, the culture of the day, the, the evil part of it, of, of identifying that other person, mm -hmm. that kind of person that maybe believe in that or maybe stand for something that's not us. It's not that. They've made it to where it is this, but it's not what I'm about to say. It's not that you don't accept the person for who they are at sure. face value. They think it's a total, I don't know what the word is, but a total just push away of them over, overall. Jesus loved the sinner, but he hated the sin. Mm -hmm. 
And I think what we need to do, and, and what you're saying is right on, I don't need to add to it. Um, but for me, I have found that when I can articulate to somebody that their, identi- their identity to me is not what they say, but what they are and what they portray every day. Yeah, you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know them by their fruits. And so I choose whether they're, in this case, what we're talking about, homosexual or or of a different skin color or different, you know, whatever religious belief. You know, kindness and meekness is still... The Bible is still right on how that we should treat people. Mm-hmm. And it's not about a judgment thing. I don't stand with you. Doesn't You know, it doesn't mean that I don't like you. It's like... It's like having a, a favorite team and fo- it's football season, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're in Indianapolis. I mean, overall, we should like, if you're a football fan, you probably like the Colts, even though it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as you, you see that somebody who likes the other team that the Colts are playing against, for instance, that doesn't make them a bad person. You may be on the opposite sides of the field, quote unquote, sure. during the game, during this particular setting. But in the end, I mean, you're still united by you like football and, and you're still uh, uh, an American citizen and we're still, you know, similar people, just regular people. And I think that to me is the common denominator, if that makes any sense. And that's how it should be. But, yes. you know, a lot of that's changed in the past few years. It used to be yes. that we would fight like cats and dogs, but we'd come out and go, well, and we still all want the same thing. Right. But we don't all want the same thing anymore. We don't. And if you're listening... Your enemies who try to debate you on these issues will use Jesus as a club against you and say, well, that's not what Jesus would do. But they're forgetting a whole lot of Scripture. Yes. Go forth and sin no more. If you love me, then keep my commandments. What do they think the commandments are? Absolutely. (laughs) So don't let, especially a non-Christian, try to tell you what Jesus would do in any situation. Context is everything. Context is everything. (laughs) Right, very good. So we need to be sensitive to our our feelings and emotions, but we need to choose to react in a way that pleases God first first. and this world second. Absolutely. So that was an excellent question from Luke. Yeah, I I think we've pretty much hit— I I think so. I mean, I have to be honest. There's—I'm human, and it's what we brought out just a minute ago. I'm human. Uh, it's hard for me. I have to make my. Yes. I have to line my flesh up yes. to what you just said. So yes. it is an effort. People think it has to be all a work of the spirit to mm-hmm. make you this way. No, it doesn't. You can choose to be kind. You yes. can choose to be humble. You can choose to treat people fairly and openly. And you don't need to have a move of the Holy Ghost to change you and to. You know, you, you just got to choose to do that. And since yeah. Jesus outlined it, the Word outlined it, you should do it. If you're a Christian you and you're it. trying to pursue a walk with God, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You must make sure that you do these kind of things. And in the end, I have found, as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. the more times that I'm kind to the person that's unexpecting it, the more charge I get out of that. And you will disarm them significantly yes. when they come at you with that hammer, and you're like, "Here's a hug." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they don't even know how to how to argue. Right? Yeah. Why so mean? Yeah. yeah so no. But yes, that's a great question, Luke. Uh, and uh, I, I love you. You're such yeah. a cute little fella, too. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's go to the old mailbag. Let's uh, open line two. Hi, Pastor. My name is Cooper. And my question is, 
Why did God create Satan? Oh, boy. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yes. You know, that's a difficult concept for someone to understand why an omnipotent God <laughs> would would even allow... Why? I mean, and you could take this, why are there earthquakes? Why are there fires? Yes. Why are there, so this is a, a broad question that we're going to deal with very specifically, right. but it still has a generalized answer. Adults ask this question, too. Absolutely. Not just for Cooper. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, I would start by telling Cooper that God didn't create Satan. Right. God created an angel right. named Lucifer, mm-hmm. and Lucifer became Satan right. when that old pride swelled up, Yes, and he tried to take God's place. Yeah, You know, the first name in the Bible for Satan is the serpent, and he created trouble by coming to Eve and tricking her yes. into disobeying God, and that disobedience is what brought sin into the whole world. Right. Now, if God knew what Satan would do and the trouble it would lead to, then, then why did God create him that way? I think that's kind of where he's going with this. But God didn't create Satan to be the way that he was. God actually created a beautiful angel named Lucifer. Mm-hmm. And, and according to Isaiah 14, 12, Lucifer became Satan, the enemy yes. of God, when he chose to rebel. Right. Now, that scripture says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? You know, Satan has many names in the Bible. We know him as Satan or the devil, and they both tell us a lot about him. You know, the name Satan means adversary yes. or enemy. And he became God's enemy and, and ours, ours yes. when we became, you know, God's child right. uh, because of his disobedience and his pride. Right. And the name devil means accuser. Right. So when you accuse someone, you're saying that person did something wrong, even if it's not true. Right. You know, the devil accuses God's children night and day, constantly trying to get them in trouble. But God's children are forgiven. Yes. So Satan doesn't win, right? Right. Praise God. (laughs) You know, God created Lucifer to serve him. Mm -hmm. But because of Lucifer's rebellion and pride, he became Satan. And because Satan is God's enemy, God created hell for Satan and the angels who followed him, and they will be punished forever one day. Now, what the Bible says is, going back to Isaiah 14, 13 through 15, it says, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Notice the I will. Notice that. Yes, I will. I will. Yes. Mm -hmm. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yes. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. And, you know, if we go to 1 John and 3, 8, it says, He that committeth sin is of the devil. Right. That's a tough one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. Yes. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested. Mm Mm-hmm that he might destroy the works the works mm-hmm. of the devil. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure that we're clear in drawing the line that God did not create Satan. God created Lucifer, and through pride and rebellion, which we could parallel into our own lives, sure, there was a, a transformation there. Because isn't, isn't relationship all about transformation? Yes. And I choose to, to go on the side of transformation where I get an infilling of the Holy Ghost. I have an outward reflection of God. But I just keep going back to pride, pride being such, you know, yes. and and even when you say the word pride, it, just look at how culturally the word pride has changed. Oh, come on. Tell me about it. Yes. You know, I my own children can't see the word pride 
without there being an association to something certainly that's definitely manifested of this world and i'm going to tell you right now all of that all of that transgender sin yeah <laughs> it all is directly from the devil no absolutely so. i think the component that you brought out too is something that that we need to discuss we we only say that word choice was applied to humanity but choice was applied evidently yes. okay it doesn't say it but you can you can easily see read between the lines that choice since their creation was applied to the angels the angels had an opportunity to choose well sure i think god's character is consistent right he's consistent and he never wanted a relationship with us that didn't involve us choosing him right so i i would agree it would be natural to conclude knowing who god is mm-hmm. that that extends throughout the entirety of his creation right and so choice as we know it it allowed us humanity to be a free moral agent we can choose to live for god or not and we didn't even know we had that choice i say we humanity didn't know we had that choice until Lucifer himself, the serpent, entered mm-hmm. in and, as you mentioned, had deceived Eve with partial truths. Partial, and, and sprinkled in just enough Just truth. enough. And that's, that's how Satan does it, by the way, but I digress. But when you talk about that, we have to know that the angels had an opportunity to choose as well. They did. So, obviously, we know Lucifer cho- chose to elevate himself, to ascend. I will, I will. I believe it's... Seven times that he mentions I will in that passage of Scripture, which is all about him, mm-hmm. right? So I will, I'll do this. And so when he was cast out of heaven because of pride and rebellion, a third of the angels went with Lucifer. In other mm-hmm. words, they chose to align themselves yes. with Satan as well. And so uh, that just tells us that even in, in all of creation, not just humanity, they had the, the opportunity to choose as well. And that same rebellion was found in when they built the Tower of Babel. Mm, absolutely. And it caused God to get off his throne and appear down below and saw that there was, because they were aligned, they were doing opposite of what God told them. He told Noah and his family to go out and replenish the earth, to spread out. Instead of spreading out, they stayed within and they begin to build a tower, and they said, "We will build a tower unto mm-hmm. heaven." To same spirit, same connotations, and God confused the languages and sent them packing, and and so with pride. You, so you go back to that, and I thought, what a what a salient point to talk about pride. It's so it's endemic to what's going on right now pride goeth before the fall right and there it is you beat me to it and that's exactly <laughs> what happens and so yep. there's nothing wrong with being prideful and happy and proud of your son or daughter or or your accomplishments overall as a person but you know it's taken on something culturally right now that yep. that we need to rebuke to be honest with you well, i think you could say pride was the first sin i absolutely believe that yes you know? And one other, th- one other thing I want to go back to just sure. to draw a point to is that God didn't create hell for us. That's right. You know, it was intended for, for Satan and those angels. That's exactly right. And, you know, I, I have uh, an ongoing debate with some who, you know, what is, what is hell? Is hell an, an absence of the presence of God? 
is hell what we see in cartoons where it's fire and pitchforks and torment? Is it both? Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly the, the lack of the presence of God is there. I absolutely think that's number one. And is it, is it total darkness? Because without God, there's no light. Without light, there's no—I mean, I don't know. I, I just—I pray, listener, <laughs> that we never, ever find out, and that's partially why we're here. Absolutely. Right? Can, I, can I just mention more about this? And Absolutely. I know that we're pressed for time somewhat, but I do want to go back into, because I mentioned at the beginning that adults ask this question. I've mm-hmm. had this question asked uh, of me for years and years, and it's really those—I um, would say every person, but— most of those that are just, they're looking at the whole concept and the construct, as it were, of mm-hmm. God and religion. And, you know, why, if God's God, then why is there disease or why is oh, there, yeah. why is there, you know, earthquakes? Why is there a hurricane in Florida? And, and there's a hurricane. And yeah. why do we pray for you to take away the hurricane you brought? It all drives me nuts. Yes. <laughs> and I just want you to know something, listener, if you feel that way. Hopefully I can just bring a little bit of light to to this question if you have this. Number one, let's look at it as a as a contract. God in the beginning made a contract with humanity. And mm-hmm. I think we have to, I talk tell this in almost every Bible study that I teach. God made a contract with humanity. And when God made a contract, it was more than a contract, it was a covenant. And when you put that covenant down, as it were, if you could picture me painting a dramatic brush, he put that covenant contract down on the table and he pushed it towards humanity. He signed it, but humanity didn't sign it, as it were, okay? Sure. And so when what a covenant is, is that it's a contract, but a covenant, well, it's more than a contract. Mm-hmm. It's something that God is saying on his end, I'm going to honor my end of it even when you won't. And so this covenant that he made with humanity, you know, Abraham and Moses, the Mosaic and the Abrahamic covenants, mm-hmm. those are, I don't want to digress, but he's made a covenant with humanity. And we say, why did God allow, this is what we heard back in, you know, when Ethiopia was a, was a storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, why are these poor children suffering? Well, that's not God. God didn't cause that. It didn't cause the famine. It, that's exactly yeah. right. It was the ugliness, and we could talk about the warlords down there. We can talk about uh, the the communists that was keeping the food away from the people. <laughs> God had nothing to do with that. Uh, why, is there, why is there hurricanes or whatever? Well, you know, God put creation together, and the weather goes about its own thing. I could go back to, you know, we're in this day. God can't cover sin and the the degradation of mankind by him covering with his mercy and grace all the time. So in other words, let's talk about the, the disaster. These poor people, our countrymen in Lahaina mm. are dealing with yeah. in Hawaii. But I saw a picture recently how that you can see that the whole the this whole little town was just wrecked, but the house of God was still there, still standing. And perception would see would see God protected His house. Yes, right. He protected His house so that it can be a help to those that are yes. hurting in that way. And again, I could get into a whole hour talk. That's not well, maybe maybe if you're interested, listener, please let us know. We can talk more about this, but. We have to look at it like God didn't forsake 
what mankind did to himself. God is there, and he's waiting for us to reach out and connect with him. And does he answer prayer? Yes, he answers prayer. So by and large, he didn't create Satan. He didn't create the earthquake uh, that would hurt good people, godly people. An earthquake happened. That's part of the world and part of what we're doing, and it's it's part of what man is doing. Now, please don't think that I, I, you walk away from this podcast and say, oh, he believes in climate change. I absolutely do not believe in that lie. It's nonsense. It is nonsense. Mm-hmm. But, but you can see that there are just some things. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust mm-hmm. alike. And so, again, I don't want to get into it too much. Uh, oh, but I think an excellent point there is the degradation of the world. That's it. You know, once sin entered the world, we stopped living to be, we stopped living 900 years. Yes. You know, everything, everything changed with sin. And, yes. and we're, we're at a point now where, because I don't believe in evolution in the sense that others believe, and that's another batch of nonsense that mm-hmm. we'll get, but I do believe mm-hmm. that things adapt and things evolve and things change. Yes. And things have broken down. The, the yes. health the health of our bodies has broken down the 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 prowess of our minds have broken down the, the climate has it it all changed with sin and it's all going down because we know how the story ends right we know what has to happen mm-hmm. before everything gets reset that's exactly right so uh, you know I think with that we will end this episode sure. we've got a couple more questions we'll we'll get to in the next one so I'd like to thank you all for listening today. Uh, I pray that this was a blessing for you and that you enjoyed it. It it feels good to be back. Yes. So that is good. Uh, You know, you can find this and all of our episodes at pohpodcast.com, along with links to your favorite streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe and and enable those notifications so that you don't miss a single episode. And again, if you have any questions or comments, I would love for you to email them to pohcontent at gmail.com, and we'll respond as we are able and maybe even on the air. How fun would that be? And if you're particularly combative, you know, we've got something we can hook up the phone here and we can we can really get into this thing. So thank you, Pastor, for leading us today. And thank you all I for listening. So, yes, before we go, I so want to hear, hi, long-time listener, first-time caller. I totally want to, I feel like we've arrived. Yeah, we need to do a call-in show, like a, a, a live, like, 30-minute. Yeah. Anyways, we're leaving now. Yeah, we'll Signing be- off. <laughs> thank you for listening.